stream of consciousness god save us all um welcome everybody i'm probably going to get tacked in in the middle end or beginning of this podcast and i'm here to say that i've got beef i've got real beef i've got enough beef to open up an artisanal deli where i specialize in primo grade beef and my beef is with Star Wars and J.J. Abrams and just Star Wars, honestly Star Wars. Um, It is rough to say that in this week I have seen both all of The Mandalorian and Rising of Skywalker and it's surprising how one can be so absolutely decadently good and one just a giant fucking pile of shit. Also, expletive warning, I'm going to curse a lot it, we're, we're doing this. We're going live. I, this is my O'Reilly moment. I'm going to scream at this microphone for the next probably five to ten minutes. I'm sure Colin will edit it down to like a minute. It's cool. Um, so I'm going to start out. I'm going to a first hot take. The hot take of hot takes. I do not mind The Last Jedi. I thought it was okay. I thought some of the premises that it laid out were cool. I thought the fact like anybody could be a Jedi the way that that kind of been kind of sort of kind of laid out in the rest of the series in the expanded universe like really it just kind of depended on the confluence events that led to you having force powers the fact that J.J. Abrams more or less erased as much as he could from The Last Jedi irks me one because he more or less overrode it and Rising of Skywalker seems like the second movie in a trilogy. You, you know, old nemesis comes back, blah, blah, blah. You set up for Ray's next adventure. And I just think going back on everything, I mean, going back on everything, Ray's not the daughter of some random drunko people. She's a Emperor fucking Palpatine's granddaughter. Think about that. Emperor Palpatine. Fucked at some point. Editor's note: Ryan had no idea. That's exactly what we were talking about. It's a wonderful coincidence. In some point, relatively recent, it showed his son, and that was not middle aged. He was like in his twenties, so his face was probably still melted, still melted, gross. <laughs> do it, do it. Um. Ugh. All right. So I, I dislike that. I dislike that they got rid of Rose Tico. I understand she was a con, like you know. A controversial character. Some people loved her. Some people hate her. I thought she was pretty cool. I just thought she wasn't given the best. Um, I think she was given the best lines. I thought the actor was amazing. Um, there's just a bunch of stuff. So let let me let's let's just get let's just get started in the movie proper. Emperor Palpatine's back. Okay, whatever. Fucking dumb. Um, he's super duper dead. Um, the last ep- like you know, episode six or whatever, volume six, you know, all the force ghosts are there when you know Luke is looking over, but he's like thumbs up moment, you know, put on sunglasses right off in the sunset. But uh, evidently these semi omnipotent force ghosts were like, oh, but this is cool now, but just remember Emperor Palpatine's not really dead. And I've seen that movie like a hundred times. He gets thrown into like the reactor of like this ship, he is gone. He's dead. He's done. And I don't care how unnatural the ways of the dark side are. You can't, like, if you are atomized, 
by, you know, whatever radio reactor, blah, 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 bullshit. Like, you're dead. Come on. Let, like, let dead dogs die. Um, so Emperor Palpatine's back. Stupid. Stupid. Um, um, for whatever reason, he's on some planet Exegol. Um, for some reason, because it's a secret Sith planet that evidently everybody knows is a secret Sith planet, the, there's some weird red shit in the way of you getting there, even though, like, they created... That's the thing. If it's a secret place, why did they create two compasses for it? Like, why not one? Why not zero? Why not you have to remember it? So, super dumb. And then I have a question. If that's, like, the way you get into Exegol, that weird, creepy, like, red blah blah bullshit with the Wayfinder, how the fuck were those ships gonna get out? Yeah, 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 that's a real plot hole. Alright, so getting past that, so there's the Wayfinders, blah 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 blah. Kylo go, Kylo's in there, you know, blah, blah, why should I strike you down, blah, 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 bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Oh, he made Snoke? Emperor Palpatine made Snoke? So, this so and that's another weird thing. So, they made Snoke, not just one, but multiples and have several on standby for exposition purposes? Like, stupid. Um, all right, and then, I, you know, I bite. Like, oh, you need to bring the daughter to me, blah, 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 blah. Oh, no, actually, he said you needed to kill the daughter. So, what if he had actually killed Rey? Because the whole point was, like, not to bring her to the dark side. It was to, like, Emperor Palpatine was, like, straight up, you need to murder Rey. Um, so, what if he had? Like, what if he had gotten, like, some sniper out in the middle of nowhere and just fucking had it done with? Maybe you could say that maybe Emperor Palpatine has the greater mechanizations and blah, 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 plans. Still, stupid. I don't like it. It's a bad plan. So, they get the 90. They know the thing. If, 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 if there's like some kind of secret mechanization going on, like there's some greater plan, why did he tell everybody of his return? And I have some real questions about his next biggest reveal. The thousand plus star destroyers with planet ending weapons attached to them made no fucking sense. Where did they get the material to make those? Where did they get the people to come to the secret planet? Um absolutely bonkers insane makes no sense uh so much of that is just absolute honestly is like off-screen bullshit like oh he did it off screen so we don't have to worry about that there doesn't need to be logic another point i don't want to get skipped too far ahead in the movie the whole antithesis of this movie and the whole plot thread going forward is that they need to find a thing to find a thing to find the emperor for stopping this thousand ship navy like okay one of my biggest complaints of the last jedi was its runtime i thought it was very long and that there was like three b plots instead of one a plot and like one or two b plots there's just too much dumb shit going on each individual story was fine as a b plot but there was no overarching like this is what needs to be done this is what's happening so i thought that was a little regrettable this one it's just an A-plot I could literally give any shit about. So they're going to go to Tatooine for fan service purposes um, to get a knife. A knife for some reason in a world where blasters and all sorts of other shit exist. So they can then find a compass. So then they can then find Emperor Palps. All right. Whatever. So they get this hot take about this person, this assassin or whatever. Um, and of course they have to have, they have Lando pops in. Well, you know, I love Billy D. Don't get me wrong. He could have served a greater purpose than like, you know, deus ex machina. He could have had like a real impact. 
I don't think he really got it in this one. That was really frustrating the way that they they treated it. The the way that they did fan service, it was purely fan service for fan service sake. It didn't have any depth to it. It didn't feel like important. It was all like blah. So like him and Luke Skywalker were searching for this random ass bandit slash assassin and they gave up and Billy D just decided he was going to stay on Tatooine for 20 plus years. Okie dokie. Um, that's lucky. And then there is a, the, the, the ship that everybody seems to know about, but it leaves alone and does not strip for parts. We know for a fact that there are Jawas on Tatooine that are literally their whole thing is stripping things for parts. So are we supposed to suppose that there's like some weird, like reverence there that they're like scared. This guy is still might be out there. Super fucking dumb. And the fact that, uh, there just happens to be like this little dumb, sink pit that works out perfectly where there's like hollow stuff underground like how did that guy die did he get stuck down there like there's no explanation for that um the fact that the knife is so close at hand makes no fucking sense the fact that the writing is like some sith writing i guess that kind of makes sense but the fact that c3po can read it but not say what it is because of his protocols is bullshit and that kind of leads me to my the next point which i think is important it's that whole thing the uh well, actually, before there's another point, the healing of the snake, super stupid. Like it felt like a throwaway moment. It felt like it was literally there just so you, they could say like, hey, she's done it before. So when she does it to Kylo later slash when Kylo does it to her later, it's a it's a it's a demonstrated thing. Of course, they never demonstrated that Kylo himself could do it. Pretty, you know, he's a dark side guy, doesn't know a lot of the ways the positive side of the force. So really weird. It also leads to a lot of plot holes in the greater like universe. Like I know, I think in KOTOR and stuff like that, there was like healing factor that you could do. You could maybe heal people with the force if you went the right path. But it also like thematically and cinematically leaves a lot of plot holes. If it was an available power, why didn't Obi-Wan Kenobi heal Qui-Gon Jinn? He just got stabbed in the gut exactly the same way as Kylo. Um... So it's dumb. Why would you bring it back? It's literally just like Deus Ex Machina. I just need a, I need X to get to Y. So I'll just say there's a healing power now. Super uninteresting. Super dumb. It'd have been greater if like, I don't know. It'd been more interesting if Kylo like she actually made the moral decision to kill Kylo and let him die, and then for whatever reason he just happened to survive. Like maybe he was picked up by somebody. Who cares? It could have been interesting. Um, leads me to my next point. Um. All that fan service, all that bullshit to then in in the span of five minutes, both kill Chewbacca and bring him back. I thought that was the when they killed Chewbacca. I thought that was the realest moment. I thought that was like, oh, they are this. This movie was on a slow burner, but now they're fucking going somewhere. Nope. Immediately backtrack that on the next like literally in like five minutes. So and I was that is like the 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 dumbest bait and switch you could possibly do so stupid i hated every second of it and they've done that with every serious moment you know they kill chewbacca he comes back kill kylo comes back wipe c-3po's mind oh there's a backup it's all cheap it's all just for like that singular moment it's just for that moment it's not for the story and it's so dumb um Going on further, like uh, I'm, I may jump ahead just a little bit. The um, the part where they find the Death Star and they kind of like piece together the dagger has a little thing that flips out. I've got so many questions on that, and it, it's a, an interesting moment without thinking about it at all. If you're an act, if you're like brain dead, it seems like an interesting point of turn in like the story. It's like, oh, it's the wreckage. 
But it's like, it's only been wrecked for maybe, was it 20-ish years? It's not been that long. And uh, so they had enough time to make a dagger of it, and they, they, they knew the shape of the wreckage would not change on a planet full of scavengers on what seems to be a very active climate. Um, seemed like it was like getting tussled by the waves. It seemed like that was, it weren't like, oh, this is strange, once in a million storm. It's like, this is how it is all the time. Um, and then I have another question. Was that like weird Sith, like, place whatever like repository was that always on the death star and how did it manage to be the only thing that really survived there super dumb hated every second of it most frustrating thing um and then the fact i think shortly after that or maybe shortly before this they reveal that like each one of these star destroyers has in and of itself like a death star capable weapon the stupidest fucking thing ever it cheapens everything it I guess it's supposed to, like, raise the stakes, but it's dumb. Um, hated every second of it. It also just makes no sense in the contextual, like, world of Star Wars. They've never been able, like, they're never, like, that technologically savvy to compress things down that small. Because, I mean, in all honesty, it's, like, maybe the size of, like, a couple of fighters. It's not big enough. It just makes zero sense. Um, skipping ahead a little bit further... I thought the amount of, like, plot armor and dumb bullshit, like, theatrics were a lot. The whole fact that they were able to transport matter through the Force, it was a cool... It's, like, kind of a cool concept executed, I think, kind of poorly. It it doesn't seem grounded or have any form of fucking rules. Like, it... I don't know. Like, and it's also something that's never been done before. And it could have been happened in maybe the extended universe. I didn't read all the books, but it just seems to be very contrived. It seems to be just another plot device, another deus ex machina to, I need them to get this, so I'm going to do this. Um, it doesn't seem natural. It seems a little forced. Um, super disappointing. J.J. Uh, Abrams can suck it. It's uh, another good thing. Um, I think thought when they did the final raid like moving forward even more after they get the wayfinder um or ray gets the wayfinder leads them through so what i don't get if you're gonna have like a thousand ships in a planet that is like super duper known for like being very hard to navigate through you need like beacons why would you only have one and then another question, if you're capable of, like, switching that, like, geo-locking, like, anchor point or whatever, like, you know, whatever um, whatever it's supposed to be, kind of, like, sending out the data or just being, like, a GPS point that they can, like, follow, like a lighthouse or whatever, why not have more than one? And if you could just have a starship be that as they did, why wouldn't you just have, like, a couple floating in high atmosphere? Or why wouldn't you have a satellite? Just, like, a random couple of satellites. It's, and that that's just such a weird like single point failure that you think it's like I guess the series is known for but this one just seems super dumb it's probably the dumbest because they thwarted it it's like oh they're gonna attack the, the satellite array link up to my ship and it'll be the array I just and the whole thing like oh they can't have their shields on while on the uh, while on the planet the, the whatever interference won't allow them to use the shields that's pretty dumb and then the whole one of my most well there's a like rewinding a little bit one of my most hated moments is when uh, it's when Luke is explaining to Ray about Leia and I thought it was kind of interesting I always I honestly prefer Leia being a non-force user because she. She's such a powerful character, such a good character, and just be like, oh, now she's got force powers. I don't know. Like, she shouldn't have to have force powers. I always thought Leia was 
super important and um, a really powerful character because she was she was the smart person in the room, especially in the original trilogy. She was the leader of the resistance. She was brains. She was um, she was clever. All these things. And you know, Luke was like the trippy weirdo by the end of it who's trying to be like an emotional like like almost you know this lack of emotion, just super weird guy. Like, Oh, the force will tell me what to do. That's not a practical, like, like that's not a leader. That's not a practical person. Um, that's not a person that can exist outside of being like a Jedi. And I always thought it was kind of interesting that Leia, even though she was maybe force sensitive was like, she was more about the work, like an actual concrete person in the real world, like doing the work, leading the resistance, fighting people. You want to make her a force user? I think that's cool too. But I've always kind of like liked it that you don't have to be like a, you don't have to be Superman to be an important person in this world. I mean, I guess you can kind of say that for Han Solo. Um, so, but like the whole point where they were like having the flashback and he, she's completing her trial and she kind of like does whatever with Luke. I think she like knocks Luke down and like, beats or bests him in that duel um the fact that like at that i think he says that like in that moment she has like a force vision where she if she ever utilizes her force powers completely she'll kill her i'm assuming at that point non-existent son super fucking weird out of nowhere makes no sense in the story contextually awful the worst line of the movie by far insane um Oh, so going back, going back to Exegol, um, there's there's a brief scene. Um, well, this is, a, is after they killed Hux, which I thought was really cheap. I thought it'd be kind of interesting to see Hux as a spy. I thought it would be like, I don't know. It's be it's, things are coming apart the seams. I thought it'd be interesting. They immediately take away any kind of gravitas towards that by killing Hux. But a little bit later on, they show uh, when they're like landing craft on that fucking ship. They're like, oh, block speeders, which. It's a throwaway line, but it's been something that they've never done and it's never been possible as far as I know. Feel free to call me out if it fucking if it's possible. But they're like, oh no, they're not on speeders. So they have the technology both to block speeders and know that they're not on speeders, but not to tilt the ship 45 degrees and watch everything slide off the side. In insane friends insane makes no sense um and then the ending i'm just gonna skip forward to the ending because I'm, I'm running on like almost 20 minutes here that whole fight sequence was the most lazy and contrived fucking thing i've ever seen in my life oh we're a didad or whatever a didact or didad dyad diet that's what it was oh we're a dyad and, and <laughs> bow to me and the whole thing about like all your spirit if you strike me down you'll be like my spirit will go into you blah 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 vaguely like oh i'll take over your body which is kind of like you know maybe progressive see you know a, a um you know a emperor palpatine ta you know being in a young woman's body it'd be kind of weird but you know it could be a very progressive heartwarming story of a man truly attaining the form that he wishes maybe that was his whole plot because evidently he's been plotting everything for the last nine movies so this is his eventual end point that he's looking for it must be right um so yeah i thought that was a little weird they've never really referenced like all the sith are in me no all the jedi armies i didn't like that it was kind of dumb and it's never been the way the sith have worked it's always been the rule of two apprentice and master and it's never been about like oh my spirit's gonna go into you it's like oh once you become clever enough or more powerful than me you get to kill me um and be, you know it's a strong will rule we don't do this kind of like bullshit thing insane 
And then the fight. Fight was real bad. Real dumb. Um, Emperor Palpatine, incapable of using lightning at the moment, was capable of stripping them of their life force and then tossing them away, but then immediately incapable of killing them in any meaningful fashion. The fact that he can use his lightning power to take out thousands of ships while not taking out his ships, super dumb, makes no sense. It's a dumb plot. And then uh, that same lightning being able to be blocked by a single lightsaber and then completely thwarted by a second. Also really stupid. The fact he couldn't just turn off the lighting power. I guess that is typical. That's how he got his face all fucked up or whatever. But that's a dumb character flaw to carry through multiple movies. And it was a dumb character flaw for the original movie. Um, And I I thought it was really kind of dumb. The whole they're leading to is like, oh, you know, they always make us want to feel alone. But we're never actually that alone. We've got the numbers, blah, blah, blah. And at the end, they kind of show that when the Millennium Falcon shows up. And there's like a million fucking ships that are there. Um if there really were that many people that are willing to fight, why hadn't they joined the resistance up until then? Up until now. Like, was it the threat of, like, everybody's plants being destroyed? Because they had that previously and they did not show up for that. Um, stupid, dumb, didn't like it. Uh, really bad. Another thing I just thought. So in The Last Jedi, they said they had miniaturized Death Star tech and they were using that um, to, like, open up the shielded bunker. And that was, like, pretty big. I want to say that was, like, maybe roughly the same size as like maybe a, at least a chunk of the thing that was used to destroy a planet on one of the Star Destroyers. And that was just good enough to open up a bunker. Dumb. I hate it. I hate everything about that. Um, the stupid, uh, every Star Destroyer is actual like Death Star thing. Super stupid. Uh, closing note, because I'm over 20 minutes at this point, and Colin, I'm so sorry. Um, I did think it was very funny that Ray kind of like buried the lightsabers, the, uh, Leia's and Luke's lightsaber. And the funny part is Leia's probably never been to Tatooine. So just kind of like burying Leia at Luke's place, even though, I mean, I guess it makes sense in some way because Alderaan's not in there anymore. But I don't know, like, I doubt she did a lot of training or anything on Tatooine. Anyway, uh, uh, that's my hot takes. I had a lot of issues with this movie. It was bad. I did not like the kissing between Rey and Kylo. It did not feel earned. It felt very awkward. I had more, I don't know. There was like weird sexual tension, but I thought it was like more cousin sexual tension. And to see them like kiss, it was weird. I didn't like it. It was gross. Um, I hope everybody doesn't see this movie and you could feel better about your lives. And just take this rant, take this 20 some odd minute rant and just like, just, just, just listen to it and let it go. You know, I mean, this movie sucks. This movie's bad. J.J. Abrams should feel bad. It deserves the rating it got. It was awful. It, while trying to make the like f- handful of people that bitched about the Last Jedi um, happy, it managed to make nobody happy because it was just the most contrived, like New Age cinema bullshit. Don't think about it too hard because it doesn't need to be. Like in the original stories, you didn't have to think about the stories hard. The stories were simple, based off like Western tropes, Japanese tropes, but the story worked. Yeah, there were some plot holes or whatever, but the story in itself felt good. The, some of this new ones, I mean, even The Last Jedi, this is too hard to being, they're trying too hard to be a Star Wars movie and not hard enough to be a movie. And it just drives me wild. Well, anyway, everybody, good luck and uh, enjoy the dark future that we live in. All right. Okay, thanks. Bye.